Dear listeners, Sairam and greetings from Prashanti Nilayam. Welcome to our radio program, Afternoon Satsang. This is a segment of Radio Sai's Thursday Live, hosted by Prem and Arvind at 12.30pm Indian Standard Time on Thursdays, only on Asia's stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony. The discussion is on the Ramakatha Rasavahini, a book written by Swami, and today's episode was first broadcast live on 17th September 2015. Have a listen, please. Sairam, dear listeners, and welcome to this session of Afternoon Satsang. This week, we are going to continue with the Ram Katarasa Vahini. As we begin by offering our pranams at the lotus feet of our dear Lord Sai, as well as at the feet of Hanuman who is ever present wherever the glory of Sri Rama is sung. Moving now to the Ramakatha Rasvaini. Today we also have the pleasure of going through another very beautiful episode in the Ramayana, the meeting of a very, very pious devotee with Lord Rama. Exactly, you know, I think last fortnight reached that point where the brothers have killed Kabanda and redeemed him. Redemption came in different ways. One is by killing, the other is through receiving of love and showering love. Jatayu was the one who got redeemed that way. I think possibly Jatayu is the character who got redeemed in both ways, you know, who got killed at the same time, got love from the Lord. But Swami writes that as the brothers walk, out of the blue appears an old woman who is bent with age, who is, you know, using a walking stick. Her skin is wrinkled and uh, she's wearing a very worn out sari and Everything about her looks very old and uh, forlorn, except the joy that is exuding from her face. With great joy, she comes ahead. And seeing this funny mixture of everything else being forlorn, but face being like this, uh, Lakshmana is on his guard. Lakshmana thinks that is it some other demon. You know, these demons come in any form. Imagine they come as <laughs> a beautiful damsel that Shurpanaka did. They come as a deer. You have no no idea how they'll come again next. So, he draws his sword from the scabbard and is ready to, you know, possibly behead at the slightest command from Rama. But you know, Rama's command is different. Rama just smiles and tells Lakshmana to calm down and be peaceful and loving. Because Rama knows everything. At this point, you know, again, Prem, one little thought that comes is, look at this, huh? Shurpanaka transforms into the most beautiful damsel that one can ever imagine. And Rama doesn't even cast a glance at her. And when she tries to come near Rama, Rama looks at Lakshmana and signals, we spoke about that, to chop off her ear and nose. And here is in quotes an old hag old lady who's not at all you know good looking nothing and she is coming towards Rama and Rama welcomes her I feel this in itself is symbolic of the truth that the Lord sees beyond what we try to portray what we appear he looks deep within what we are because if deep within there is purity there is goodness it doesn't matter what the circumstances are what the physical appearances what nothing else matters and that is a very very positive and cheerful thing for all of us because what we have become today you know in terms of our circumstance in terms of our body our mind everything we can blame it on destiny fate whatever but you know the beautiful part is the Lord doesn't look at that at all the Lord looks only deep within at our heart and that heart is in our control right we can choose whether we want to give our heart to the Lord or not see there also Shurpanaka chose to give her heart to the Lord but 
the purity differed and purity is totally in our control we can choose to be pure or not be pure and so therefore while it is a cautioning note for all of us at the same time it's also a very cheerful note for us because though i may not have anything all i need to have is just a pure heart and i know my lord will respond the way the lord responded to that old woman who happens to be shabari very true and you know it's it's a beautiful character nonetheless but one striking difference i found you know between the narrative which swami gives and uh, the depiction which we usually see mm-hmm. is one thing where you know shabari comes and she's cleaning the pathway that's her everyday ritual mm-hmm. she would clear that path which she believes that rama and uh, his brother would take to come to the ashram where she's living in so she bumps into these two people and then she says you know move away i'm doing my work don't stop me and then th- the truth is revealed to her that they were the people whom she is clearing the path for oh is this the original i mean that's how most people depict it you know oh, okay. she suddenly ah. thrilled with that uh, thing but the way Swami writes it, it's so beautiful that at the first sight she realizes that this is the person. You know, this is the being I've been waiting for so long. You must be. That's how the conversation starts. You know, she says, you must be the Lord I'm waiting for. I think that's a very very beautiful uh, message that if your heart is really pure and devoted, I think you'll recognize God the moment you see. You don't need introductions. You don't need reminders and you know, uh, connecting points or anything like that. The moment you see, you will know. That is one point. The other point about the same thing is, you'll not have doubt after that. Right. You know, you have seen your Lord. It's not just that you recognized your Lord at first sight or you knew it. It is not that next day you think, hey, was that really the Lord I was waiting for? (laughs) So, I use this because there are some instances when, you know, people say that here is this person. You know, I can feel Swami speaking through him. Fine. It's fine. You feel Swami speaking through him. But the same people, you know, afterwards when something doesn't go right, they say, you know, that was not right. That fellow turns out to be wrong or a crook or whatever. You know, but the thing is, when your faith is 100%, your faith itself will protect you. It doesn't matter whether the world considers that person to be divine or not. Your faith will take care of you and such a kind of faith if you have to get. You know, it is easy to say that if you have absolute faith, it doesn't matter. If I have absolute faith in this water bottle in front of me, yes, this water bottle becomes divine. So in that sense, everything is divine. Yes, it's easy to say that. And uh, you know, this question we had discussed, I might be going in a little more detour, but I think Mm -hmm. since it has come, let me mention it. Uh, A question was being discussed as to what is the need for an avatar? If faith is what matters... See, if I have complete faith in this bottle, then I'll get the experience with this bottle. Why do I need an avatar? So, even those who claim to be like Swami, those who act like Swami, it's fine, right? Because after all, my faith that matters. It doesn't matter whether they're really Swami or not. It is right if we have that faith. But I feel that, as I said, it's an easy statement to make that if I have faith. Because that kind of faith comes only from absolute purity. Otherwise, it will not be there. Why take the case of somebody who who we feel through whom Swami is acting? Take Swami directly. How many times have we doubted our own Swami? How many times have we felt that, Swami, why are you not doing this? We have doubted His omnipresence. We have doubted His omniscience. We have doubted His omnipotence. We have done this so many times with our own Swami who is the avatar. So, we have not had that kind of faith even in Swami. We don't have that faith in Swami itself. And the only reason for that is because we don't have that purity. You know, all this originated but when you said that at first sight she recognized it was her purity that made her recognize the Lord at first sight and it is her purity that ensured that she didn't get any doubts later on. 
So therefore, when we get doubts, let us realize that it is only a time for us to increase our purity because a pure person is always peaceful, is always doubt-free. Going back to this incident, you know, how fascinating it would be. You were thousands of miles away from your uh, home city. You're traveling in, in between thick jungles and forests where you bump into this elderly woman who says that I've been waiting here for years for you and you are so and so, you're the Prince of Ayodhya, you're Lakshmana and you know, the whole story she knows and she's waiting there. And that's how fascinating it is. You know, sometimes you think that the Ramayana and this Mahabharata, we've heard it so many times that we miss the thrills of such moments. Looking back, we don't know when was that first time we ever heard that Correct. story, you know, it's because it's like, it's part of us. But to think of it, you know, what a fascinating story. Suddenly he meets this old lady and she's telling all the the, you know, background of his history and his kingdom and everything. But then she goes on to tell how she knows that and how she has come to wait for this moment. But maybe before that, we will play a small discourse clip where Swami describes Shabri and her journey. But more than that, Swami gives a very beautiful comparison between Shabri and all these few other devotees. And uh, it's very beautiful, this comparison which Swami gives because I think as devotees, all of us can insert ourselves in any one of these descriptions that Swami gives. And we can see what is the way forward because Swami is giving these examples and driving a very beautiful lesson home. We listen to that clip, it's from the 1992 summer course, 25th of May 1992. She was totally forlorn. She had no one to depend upon. She had no one to depend upon. Patita. She was also a sinner. She had committed different types of sins. But she took shelter under Rama as the only refuge. Guru Adnan Puraskarinchukoni, she followed the commands of her master. Rama Rakaka Yedrichustumundan. She always waited patiently for the arrival of Rama. Yedi Chesina, Yedi Chuchina, Anta Ramachinta Chetane, Sarvakala Sarvavasri and the Kudanu, Ramachintanumunigundan. Whatever she did, whatever she saw, she was filled with the name of Rama, and with that kind of life she lived. Matanga Maharshi Chepadu. Siman Narayan Rama Utaramati, Tandiyatan Puraskrinchukoni, Tapasaveshavan Darinchi, Aranyamlo Sanchestunadu, Anekunti Vakkunu, Amitulu Vesed. Matanga Maharshi conveyed the news to Shavari that Narayana himself will come in human form, commanded by his father Dasarata into forest. In the form of a hermit, he would be coming and you could wait for him. What type of person was Rama? Alanti, Pavitra Murti, Man Astramani Kostad. He would come to our hermitage such a Shabari, Shabari, I would not be alive there. You welcome him with full of devotion. You worship him, he said. 
శ్రీరామచంద్రుడు ఆశ్రమానికి వస్తాడు అని అనేక విధములుగా తాను సంసిద్ధంగా ఉంటుండేటువంటిది ఫ్రమ్ దట్ మూమెంట్ ఆన్వర్డ్స్ విత్ లాట్ ఆఫ్ ఎక్స్పెక్టేషన్ షీ వాజ్ వెయిటింగ్ ఫర్ దట్ ఎవ్రీ మూమెంట్ వెన్ రామా ఉడ్ కమ్ విత్ లాట్ ఆఫ్ యాంగ్జైటీ ధరించాడట ఈ అరణ్యములో సంచరిస్తున్నాడట అతనికి ఏమైనా ఆకలి వేసి ఓ శబరి నాకు ఆకలి వేస్తున్నది ఏమైనా పెట్టమని అడిగినప్పుడు ఏది నేను పెట్టగలను అని నిత్యము కొన్ని కొన్ని పనులను రుచి చూచేది అతనికి ఇచ్చేటువంటి ఫలము మధురమైన ఫలంగా ఉంటుండాలని తన భావంలో చింతించి నిత్యము ఫలములను భద్రం చేసి పెంచుకునేటువంటి శబరి వాంటెడ్ గివ్ స్వీట్ ఫ్రూట్స్ టు రామా ఇఫ్ రామా ఎక్స్ప్రెస్ ఏ సెన్స్ ఆఫ్ హంగర్ షీ టేస్టెడ్ ఆల్ ద ఫ్రూట్స్ టు సపరేటెడ్ ది టేస్ట్ వన్స్ ఫ్రమ్ ది అదర్స్ and was waiting for rama to come karukani ime satthikamaitinte patithiga maaripoyindi that is how she became a satthik kashtakarapatiki ame uddeshamanu puraskarinchukoni ame prarthanu aalakinchi aameku taginatvanti yokka margamnu prabodhinchi tanalo aikyam gaavinchukunnadu rama showed her the proper path to her and ultimately got her merged into him rendavadi guhudu the second person is guha ఇతను చాలా మిత్రుడైనప్పటికీ తాను అనేక విధమైనటువంటి అన్యాయ అక్రమ ఆచారాల లోపల ప్రవేశించి తన వ్యాపారం జరుపుతూ వచ్చేటువంటి నో డౌట్ గుహా వాజ్ అ ఫ్రెండ్ బట్ హెర్ క్యారీడ్ ఆన్ ఆల్ హిస్ యాక్టివిటీ నాట్ ఆన్ ద రైచియస్ లైన్స్ హెర్ కమిటెడ్ నంబర్ ఆఫ్ మిస్టేక్స్ అండ్ సిన్స్ నిత్య జీవితమును అనుభవించే నిమిత్తమై అనేక విధమైనటువంటి యొక్క కార్యంలో పాల్గొని ఇన్ ఆర్డర్ టు లివ్ డే టు డే లైఫ్ హి అండర్టుక్ నంబర్ ఆఫ్ కానీ రామచింతన మాత్రం వదలక బట్ ఈ నెవర్ గేవ్ అప్ ద వర్డ్ ఆఫ్ రామా ప్రాకృతమైనటువంటి మార్గాన్ని అనుసరిస్తూ వచ్చాడు హి ఫాలోడ్ ద యూజువల్ వర్లీ పాత్ అతనికి ఆశలు మెండు హి హ్యాడ్ టు డిజైర్స్ ఇలాంటి కోరికల చేత కలిగినటువంటి వాడు కనుక అతనికి రాజసికమైనటువంటి యొక్క పతిచుడు అని యాజ్ హి హ్యాడ్ డిజైర్స్ హీ బీ కాల్ ఎస్ఎన్ఆర్ అసోసియేటెడ్ విత్ రజోగుణ ఇంకా మూడవది థర్డ్ వన్ జటాయువు జటాయు ఇది తామసికమైనటువంటిది దిస్ ఇస్ అసోసియేటెడ్ విత్ తామసిక్ క్వాలిటీ రామచంద్ర ప్రభు యొక్క అనుగ్రహం నిమిత్తమై జరిగినటువంటి జరిగినప్పటికీ వాట్ ఎవర్ బైట్ హ్యాపీ ఇన్ ద పాస్ట్ సీతా సమేతుడై అరణ్యంలో ప్రవేశించినప్పటి నుంచి ఫ్రమ్ ది మూమెంట్ హీ ఎంటర్ ఆశ్రయిస్తూ వస్తున్నాడు ఈ జటాయు జటాయు వాస్ వాచింగ్ అండ్ వెయిటింగ్ ఫర్ కట్టగడి ఏదో ఒక విధముగా రామచంద్రుని సేవలో పాల్గొనాలని పూనుకున్నాడు హీ వాంటెడ్ టు అండర్టేక్ సమ్ కైండ్ ఆఫ్ సర్వీస్ ఆఫ్ రామా నేను శ్రీరామచంద్రుడికి ఎట్టి సర్వీస్ నువ్వు ఏ విధమైన సేవ చేయగలను వాట్ కైండ్ ఆఫ్ సర్వీస్ కెన్ ఐ రెండర్ అని ఆ సేవకై తాను కాచుకుని ఉంటున్నాడు హీ వాజ్ వెయిటింగ్ పేషెంట్లీ ఫర్ డూయింగ్ తను కొనిపోయేటువంటి సమయంలో వెన్ రావణ వాజ్ టేకింగ్ అవే సీతను ఎట్టైనా కూడా రక్షించి సంహరించి నా జీవితాన్ని అంకితం గావించుకోవాలని ఆ రావణుడితో పోరాడింది ఇట్ ఫాట్ విత్ రావణ విషన్ టు ఆఫర్ హర్ ఓన్ లైఫ్ రామకార్య నిమిత్తమై తాను ఈ సేవలో పాల్గొనటం చేత తాను అనేక విధమైనటువంటి కష్టములకు గురి అయిపోయింది ఆన్ అకౌంట్ ఆఫ్ ది ఫైట్ విచ్ ఇట్ హ్యాడ్ టు వేజ్ ఎగ్రిస్ట్ రావణ ఇట్ హ్యాడ్ సఫర్ వెరీ మచ్ కానీ రాముడు అనుగ్రహించి ఆ యొక్క జటాయువును చక్కని ఆదర్శంగా అంత్యక్రియలు ఆచరించి తాను తండ్రికి కూడా చేయలేనటువంటి యొక్క సేవలు ఆ జటాయువుకు చేసి దానిని పావనము గావించాడు రామ షవర్ ది గ్రేస్ ఆన్ జటాయు పర్ఫార్మెన్స్ లాస్ట్ రైట్స్ 
which he did not perform even to his own father and saved that blessed it kanaka ramachandran yokka charitra trigunaatmakamaina atti daniyu tana manchi chetalu anni kudunu trigunalato koodinatunte vaniyu ee trigunatmakamainatunte yokka prakruti ki ee trigunala pradhana aadarsham laniyu ramayana prabodhistu vachindi ramayana is teaching that this entire story of rama is full of three qualities in whatever aspect whatever stage you take you come across these three qualities in rama which are associated ultimately with creation well there when we were discussing jatayu and guha these beautiful points that swami made we had missed and we are grateful to swami for having made that and of course as always he is the one who makes anything fulfilled and complete he has made the ramkatha discussion complete you know swami in brief there mentioned the story of shabari in the ramkatha rasavahini swami mentions in great detail as to how shabari ever since she is a girl she is always having a spiritual bent of mind she is drawn towards god and spirituality because of which she is staying close to the ashram of matanga muni sage matanga and since she is not allowed into the ashram she stays far away and tries to imbibe as much as possible and swami writes that she would clear the path of thorns and everything so that when the inmates of the ashram go for their morning ablutions or to take berries and come back their feet don't get pricked she would clear the path she would pluck flowers and keep it ready for their worship and all this the sage matanga notices and therefore he says you know he tells to shabari that shabari the qualifications to stay in an ashram is not based on gender you definitely qualify to stay at the ashram and therefore he invites her in the ashram and shabari begins to reside in the ashram serving her preceptor serving the inmates of the ashram doing ceaseless seva with a lot of love because of this you know when the time comes that matanga muni has to leave his mortal frame he calls shabari and he says that you know shabari i'll be leaving now and shabari is unable to bear with that she says no no oh master you can't leave me and go i can't live without you you don't leave me and go and matanga muni says so you don't understand you are going to be blessed in a manner that is much greater than what you are experiencing now and that is the reason i am leaving you behind because you know worldly love is such that you can leave behind somebody or anything like that but spiritual love is such that anything that you do is only for the betterment so coming together from a spiritual love point of view is for the betterment even separation is for the betterment and that is what happens when matangamuni tells her that a time will come when the supreme lord you know this blessing matangamuni himself is not able to enjoy he is not staying back to see the lord in human form on earth and he does and have that merit but he tells shabari that you have earned that merit and when the lord comes you should be the one who will invite him to our ashram serve him and sanctify your life and that is the background story for shabari because of which she is being granted this honor a point that came into my mind over here was see when matangamuni is leaving shabari when we read the way swami describes in ramkatha samayani one can easily empathize with shabari because we have also felt the same we said swami please don't leave us be with us we need you with that thing in mind when i read matangamuni's reply to shabari i felt so relieved so happy that matangamuni said that even when i am leaving you it is because you are going to get a fortune that is greater than what you have got so far i literally felt that it was swami conveying to me saying that it is definitely a great bounty that you have received in my physical presence but the very fact that i am choosing to leave you behind and separate from you physically is because what you will be blessed with in the physical absence will definitely be far 
far greater than what you have received because if it was not i would not have left you like this because the lord is the most loving if it was not for my betterment and my good the lord would not have left me like this that was a consolation and solace i got as i read shabri story and this was the background story it's a really beautiful thought <laughs> you know when that part came about the seva she was offering to a guru you know it's such a beautiful thing because from the description sami gives it really is for many years she does that secret service to her guru and the inmates of the ashram it reminded of what uh, i once heard from one of the swami ji's when he was giving a talk he said you know how devotees offer worship to their gurus nowadays you know he was mm. giving an example he said i was sitting and i was giving pad namaskar to some devotees who were coming in a, in, a, in a queue so there was a crowd around him so he, like one row of people were coming and offering their pranams to his feet at the same time he was talking to some other people around him you know giving them instructions and all that so even as he was talking to somebody he felt somebody was scratching his leg and he looked down and he found that there was this devotee offering pranams and he felt that his pranam was going unnoticed <laughs> so when he was at uh, this swamiji's feet he was scratching that person's feet to you know gather attention right to get the acknowledgement that i've offered you pranams and he said see this is how people offer worship to their guru and you look at it you know this is what is a sign of true devotion where what matters is that i should get an opportunity to serve it's not that my service should be acknowledged and should be rewarded that idea is not there in the concept of true devotion at all the true devotion stops at the point where what can i offer and let me offer it to the best opportunity possible because i think one mistake which we all do is we try to judge our offering based on the response which is probably at sometimes it is good but at most times it kind of brings a selfish tinge to our offering itself definitely because when done selflessly whether we pay attention to it or not the result is so beautiful if you look at the way shabri story goes shabri has collected berries as is her practice every day because it's phenomenal you know every day for years and years she does the same thing goes and clears the path collects fruits and keeps it and swami writes that collects water everything ready but by the end of the day her lord doesn't come she consumes that fruit and water as prasadam and then wakes up the next day to carry out again i feel it is an inspiration for our lives also see for shabri her job was to clear the path in front collect fruits collect water everything each one of us have been given our own tasks it might be in terms of the family tasks the responsibilities that we have in terms of our job the responsibilities that we have in terms of our relationships that the responsibilities we have all these are the tasks that have been given to us in different ways directly or indirectly by the lord let us also carry out these tasks the way shabari did with all sincerity with all love and only for the sake of pleasing the lord and that is what shabari did throughout and so on this day also when she has done she has selected the berries when the lord comes her ultimate objective is fulfilled but now even among the berries she has selected you know it is said that every day shabari would uh, want to keep only the best berries for the lord and being the illiterate woman that she was she had no other way to identify the best berries other than tasting so it is said that daily she would taste a little bit and keep it aside which were sweet and which were not and that habit continued even when rama comes she offers uh, berries which are already eaten by her tasted by her and when lakshmana sees this in the traditional ramayana it is described later when lakshmana sees he is mortified he wants to stop this what is this lady doing but again rama calms him appeases him he tells him to calm down and enjoys and tells shabri these are the sweetest berries i have eaten there are berries galore in the forest but how is it that none of those berries are sweet 
that is how swami writes in i am not able to describe it so beautifully as swami has done in the ramkatara savaini but swami writes how is it shabari that these berries are so sweet none of the berries i have eaten have ever been so sweet once more it only goes to show that the lord looks only at the sweetness of devotion though shabari was you know like in worldly terms polluting those berries with her saliva rama found that to be the sweetest because for the lord more than what you do how you do it counts more than how much you achieve more than the quantity of things done the quality of things done matters and in quality purity and love are foremost if purity and love exist the lord is very very happy at the offering that is what we see in shabri story true and of course uh, the other reason as you said uh, lakshmana is very very pleased is that he has not seen rama enjoy eating for so long when you know that is the beauty where the moment he sees this devotional offering of sir shabri he even forgets his own grief which he is supposed to put on which he is supposed to pretend you know he indulges in this offering which he gives and lakshmana is very pleased with that you know finally here is rama eating like this after so long and then rama says i mean i have lived in the forest for 11 12 years but i have not eaten fruits as sweet as this this is so very sweet and it is only the sweetness of your devotion which is you know entered this fruit and it's so beautiful but then in the course of that conversation i'm not uh, recollecting exactly how the mention of the sita comes you know actually when you said 11 12 years i was thinking it's actually 13 years right it's because it is said year. that in the last one year is this whole thing that happens right. the kidnapping of sita and the rescue of sita happens all in one year the rest 13 years so you can imagine how less we know of the ramayana we know only till they entered the forest possibly 10 years is lost in annihilating of so many other rakshasas and rakshasis you know once shabri's heart is satiated when she sees it's only the devotion and everything once all that is satiated you know matters come she says oh lord you know i know that everything what has happened that's an, another amazing thing that you hinted in the beginning shabari knows everything that has happened right. she says i know that this has happened you're gone there this is there sita is kidnapped and she says all this and the very mention of the word sita and again rama becomes sad he says oh shabari you brought back those memories again which you know in that sentence is hidden the truth that devotion is such that the lord forgets everything rama of course we know he is acting swami makes no secret of that again and again he keeps repeating that rama is acting but when rama is acting he is a very very convincing actor and everybody believes that rama is in mourning rama is lost rama's heart is being wrenched out because he is away from sita but even such a rama absolutely forgot sita sita who was his other half who was part of his life he absolutely forgot sita lost in the love and devotion of shabri so that shows the power of devotion the power of love for the lord which can bind the lord it is said that the lord is the most powerful but more powerful than the lord is love for the lord which binds even the lord that is what has happened to rama and that's what he tells also shabri till now you know he doesn't say it as such but he says that now you have reminded me of sita which proves that he had forgotten even sita and that is when shabri says that lord not only has matanga muni my master told me about all the things that will happen so far i also know what will happen in the future i also know that you are supposed to meet with sugriva who is the monkey lord the king who is supposed to be the ruler of the monkey kingdom and with his help you are supposed to go and destroy lanka and you know win back sita i know all this i know this is just a drama this is beautiful now because it shows that not only does the lord know about the drama that is going to take place and everything but the devotee who has become one with the lord is also enshrined with the same knowledge and wisdom of the lord because the devotee also is then in absolute sync with the lord's plan right 
just refreshing my memory. You know, in her address to Lord Rama, she says that I'm so fortunate that you've come. Hmm. He says, Oh Lord of Janaki. <laughs> Janaki Jeevan. Right. You know, in the course of that conversation, she says how fortunate I am, the Lord of Janaki, you have come. And that's when, uh, you know, in the scene, it appears like Rama says, Oh, you know about Sita. Uh-huh. I thought you did not know. And that's when she goes on to say that I know all this. And beautiful, you know, the very, very important landmark things which Swami mentions, Mother Shabri mentions, including, as you said, he will delude the wisdom of Mantra and Kaikeyi and, and get a boon like this granted from the Shrita and thereby he will enter the forest. You know, to that detail she goes and she says <laughs> that, you know, this is what he will do and it is not the real Sita. The real Sita will be, you know, kept safe and the Maya Sita will be taken away by Rama and all that. Wow. Just to, as you started this episode, think of it. In those days, there was no telegram, telephone, post, nothing. The only way messages would be carried would be in chariots and horseback. Just imagine how connected the people were with everything, with everything around. Shabari here knew everything that has happened so far. And it's really very far where Shabari is. Because as I said, next they go to uh, Sugriva and they meet Hanuman and all that happens. That happens in a place called Kishkinda, which is currently to this day located in the southern part of Karnataka, which is a southern state in India. Right. So Shabari must have been somewhere nearby there. So from there to Ayodhya is a good 1200-1300 kilometers to this day. And in that age, if Shabari had got to know such detail, he definitely shows some kind of a wireless technology that we are not able to comprehend today. Definitely, there was more interconnectedness, there was more uh, knowledge than what we are able to comprehend today. And of course, after this comes the moment where you know Shabari casts a body and very briefly Swami writes about that, saying that she brought forth her yogic power which she had accumulated over the years and with that incinerated herself and that's how Rama granted her the blessing. And uh, dear listeners, with that concludes the story of Shabri. Probably the inner significance of this whole thing is that keep yourself indulged in the thoughts of the Lord. Keep listening to His stories. Keep listening to His glories. And probably that is our endeavor here to provide all of you that opportunity and grab this grand opportunity to be in this position of going on narrating His story. And with much gratitude, we offer our humble pranams at Bhagwan's Lotus Feet. Dear listeners, we're going to leave you with a song. Thank you. Jai Sairam. Oh, no.
program. You just heard an episode of our radio program, Afternoon Satsang. This was a segment of Radio Sai's Thursday Live, hosted by Prem and Arvind at 12.30 p.m. Indian Standard Time on Thursdays, only on Asia stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony. The discussion was on the Ramakatha Rasavahini, a book written by Swami, and today's episode was first broadcast live on 17th September 2015. Dear listeners, we hope you like this program. As always, send us your feedback to listener at radiosai.org. Thank you and loving Sai Ram from Prashanthi Nilayam.